Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Bo Henderson. Good afternoon. This is Phil Benelli. Uh, welcome to North Georgia Business Radio X. I am filling in for the world-renowned Mr. Bo Henderson, also Casey Riles, co-host extraordinaire. And I'm happy to be here. We've got some wonderful guests today. We've got some uh, great things that we're going to talk about. I'm going to introduce you in just a minute to two gentlemen. Um, well, gentlemen, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll stretch that, that term a little bit. But Mr. Luke Pinner of Phoenix Roasters and Josh Ellis of The Pen Project. And these are guys who are doing some amazing things in our community and beyond, really across the global, global community as well. And uh, I, I wanted to share their stories today. I'm sure we're going to be sharing some, some, some jokes, some laughter. Uh, and uh, I guess and that's also, what you do when you fill in. It started already. It started. Buckle up, buckle up, <laughs> folks, uh, and and draw some leadership lessons from it. So, uh, with that, I want to hand it over to Mr. Luke Pender of Phoenix Roasters. Luke, tell us about yourself and Phoenix Roasters and what y'all do. Yeah, um, great to be here. And uh, yeah, I've been with Phoenix for the past five and a half years. Uh, our coffee company has been around, uh, I think, since about twenty twenty two thousand nine. Um, 2008 2009 and uh basically we're, we're down in duluth georgia and uh we direct trade with all of our farmers uh roast everything there about 25 pounds at a time so it's all like more small batch and um you know delivering great coffee and uh we, there's our coffee company is really a revenue stream for a lot of things that we really care about uh one is uh helping people the the reason why we're called phoenix roasters is that our founder brian holland um actually was a youth pastor and kind of left that um to create an environment where we could you know help people who are broken and desperate and marginalized mm. and uh, what we call phoenix people and it has a, a, a big tie with the city of atlanta uh the official bird of atlanta is the phoenix ah so uh after the civil war when atlanta was torched um the phoenix rises from the ashes and it had adopted uh that since that time and i like to say unlike the falcon the phoenix actually rises up um so, oh. Oh. so anyway, uh, so, so uh, what we like to see is we believe that with uh, a transformative relationship with, with Jesus, somebody can also rise uh, from the ash. And then uh, so we're looking for a way to kind of help pay for this um, legally. And uh, so we kind of landed on coffee. Okay. Um, and there's a there's a whole book that we have called Say Yes um, that's actually goes into a deep dive into the origin story because it is really fascinating and I, I don't even know how to explain um, how all of this came about uh, without you know the Lord uh, kind of helping us in that way and um, I, I was a local youth pastor and had met them because our, our church started using their coffee and just like man these guys are different started hanging out with them and then years later uh, including a for me a four year uh stay out in Colorado, uh, ended up moving back here from Colorado to be with Phoenix. And that was five and oh, a half wow. years ago. Um, 
But I, I just love uh, what we do and how we're able to help people. We've partnered a lot with the Atlanta Mission uh, in, in downtown Atlanta, um, and then also with Good News at Noon and Jeff Bagwell, who I uh, work with. He's one of the founders of Phoenix Roasters. He mm. is on the board at uh, Good News at Noon. And so we help a lot of folks um, around here in our community, too. But we like to think that coffee is basically like the oil in the engine that makes it all work. you know. Uh, and the great thing is, is, even if you care nothing about the things that we care about, if you love great coffee you know it's awesome you know so coffee is really helping us do a lot of really great things to give back to a lot of people and uh, we also have four church plants in north georgia and all of the guys that work for the for the uh the that co-pastor the churches are working at the coffee company okay so part of the week part a lot of my week is in coffee and then some of my week is in kind of like you know church stuff and doing things around here and um in our in our local communities and just loving on people and, and I love uh, it. yeah so that's kind of in a nutshell um kind of what we do so i have seen phoenix roasters i've seen the coffee i've had it i've seen out and about and i just thought of it as it's hey this is some coffee company and it is in fact a for-profit coffee company correct um but it's driven by this mission and yes, this purpose absolutely and what a powerful lesson um that whatever we're doing business if you don't have a mission or purpose you're not going to be driven i could just sense in your voice how pumped you are yeah and it's a great product it's wonderful coffee you could get pumped about that but there's such a deeper level of excitement because it's for this greater purpose it's bigger than coffee for sure and uh that's that's one of the things that really get us excited about and you know coffee really to us is like a social contract you know um there's several things in our society that are that are kind of like that uh you know but coffee is a thing that brings people together you know typically if you're going to have a meeting with someone or whatever you're you're doing it over lunch or a lot of times a cup of coffee and uh so we wanted to it for us it was a great uh match uh to be able to find something that is so communal in nature mm. already and um and do it at a, at a high level you know uh that when people drink it they're like wow this is you know this is not what i was expecting um and you know and that that goes to also like everywhere uh from where we source our beans from panama guatemala honduras uh ethiopia uh and we're starting to get some in from nicaragua um, we have relationship with our farmers and a lot of the corruption in the coffee industry happens in the multiple transactions like from the from the farmer the first transaction you know and all these guys it's it's sold multiple times i think other than like oil and maybe one other commodity coffee is the most traded thing on the earth mm. you know and so within those trades is you know the farmer is seeing very little of that um and so by direct trading we're able to eliminate a lot of where that where they where people are getting ripped off and uh, a lot of our we have deep relationships with these folks we actually take mission teams over there and help to what they're already doing you know, so they're already doing things, but we have done all kinds of stuff from building homes for single moms, the helping building churches, schools, um, you know, aiding people. In fact, during COVID, when some of our farmers were not allowed to leave their home, mm -hmm. much less harvest. I mean, they literally lost some crop because it just rotted because they were not, they would get arrested. Wow. You know, we actually had sent, you know, some money down there to them uh, just, just to help them live. 
you know, and so they could pay their, you know, their folks because uh, we were able to stay open here um, in Atlanta. And uh, but that's the kind of relationship that we have, you know, uh, with these guys. And, and when they're doing all of these things, the more coffee we purchase from them the more it just fuels everything that they're doing uh, as well in the countries of origin um, and, you know, other parts of the world as they're sending people out as well. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. That is awesome. So yeah. the direct trade means you're, you're bypassing the normal commodity coffee uh, brokers, infrastructure yeah. brokers, and you have developed relationships with the coffee growers you are getting those directly oh, yeah. from them. It comes in on a on a shipping container into Savannah, you know, with the port there, and then it'll come over to us, and it's just in burlap. You know, we get the green bean in these burlap sacks, and they're about 125 to 150 pounds each. Wow. And they're not palletized, so we have to palletize them, and we've got about two hours to unload. I mean, it's like all hands on deck, and uh, especially the worst is when it comes in July because uh, it's hot. It is so hot in those shipping containers. You know, we're moving all those things out, piling them up on pallets, shrink wrapping them, then using a forklift to pop, 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 pop. You know, so our whole warehouse is down, uh, and we have a little um, cafe at our uh, roaster down in Duluth but if you guys ever want to come down I'll show you around man it'll be awesome I would love to I bet that's a, that's going to be one of the best smelling warehouses that Absolutely. I've ever been in uh, would you say that you've ever been in <laughs> I'm surprised that's only the second one we've gotten this far <laughs> they just keep coming folks they just keep coming all right, so I, I want to bring up something that 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 stood out to me and that I loved. Uh, you know, because this this podcast we help businesses thrive, we help them do better, we help leaders and businesses to lead. And when I met you, uh, then and I, I tell you what, this is such a great story. I want to get to this after our break. Yeah, I want to I want to share this story about ownership. So we're going to talk more coffee, Phoenix Roasters, Pen Project, ownership. When we come back, North Georgia Business Radio X. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I am your guest host, Phil Benelli, filling in for Mr. Bo Henderson. Uh, and have some wonderful guests today, as, as you've already got to experience uh, a little bit. But if you're just joining us, we've got Luke Pender from Phoenix Roasters. And we've got Mr. Josh Ellis, founder of The Pen Project. So we were talking a little bit about the mission of, of Phoenix Roasters, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. And uh, we started right before the break to talk about something that stood out to me uh, with you, Luke. And that's when I was meeting you, uh, I thought that you, I just assumed that you were the owner of Phoenix Roasters. Yeah. And as we got talking, you said, you know, in... Um, that you are, although you're not the owner, you own it. Correct. And I love that. Tell us a little bit about that, Luke. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I like to think myself as kind of like a, a giant pickle. I'm kind of a big dill. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, you know, what I what I try to do uh, uh, in life, and, you know, the conclusion that you had kind of come to is something that I often mm. – uh, uh, get that people just assume why well, I, I must be like one of the owners or owners or founders uh, of Phoenix Roasters. And they're always like really surprised, you know, when I'm, uh, when I'm, when they hear that I'm not like, Oh no, I just, I just work there. I, you know, I don't even have any, 
any stock in the company. Uh, um, and, uh, so, but I, I learned something, you know, throughout life, um, you know, when, uh, you are able to put, um, a lot of effort and enthusiasm, uh, into something, um, that's something that only you could control, mm. you know? And I, and I think that there's, um, there, I think there's something really, really to be said about that. Part of that for me is understanding the why, and, and what my actions, the repercussions of my actions are going to do. Um, I know that when we sell more coffee, we help more people. Uh, like, for instance, our, our, one of our like mission statements is our goal is to provide dignified hope and relief through the sale of excellent coffee. I love that. Yeah, we, we provide dignified hope and relief through the sale of excellent coffee. And... I know that when, uh, you know, um, coffee is pretty much, uh, the sale of it is, is like the oil in the engine that helps everything kind of function. You know, it helps us help our farmers, um, you know, in their countries. Um, it helps, you know, our mission about, you know, people, um, here. Um, and it's also helping my family personally, you know? And so, you know what, my success is Phoenix Roaster success right? and Phoenix Roaster success is success for all these other people kind of like high tide raises all ships, you know, and, and I think no matter what you're doing on some degree, you, you're involved with that. Like even, you know, uh, you know, if you work for like, you know, a major corporation or, or whatever, and, and, you know, some of those goals that they're doing aren't quite as dialed in as maybe some that we have personally at Phoenix Roasters. I think that there's something to be said about yourself personally, you know, um, for your own character, um, that it demands, uh, like a level of excellence, you know, and I just have like a personal standard that is highly driven because of my faith, um, that I, I should, I should be giving something my all, you know, I should do things with integrity, uh, you know, as, as much as I possibly can. And I should put a good effort, um, you know, into whatever I'm doing. Um, and I think, you know, because of the, the way that I, you know, grew up and kind of coming to this country from the Caribbean, um, you know, one of the things I love about America is if you are willing to work hard and you are willing to dream, uh, what can't you do here? For sure. You know, there's so much that you can do. And I know I've done it. I, I pretty much put myself through college. Uh, you know, I've owned two homes in my lifetime so far. Uh, which is I never thought I would do. I never even thought I would even go to college, but I had some great people in my life, you know, kind of pouring into me. And now I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to do that for other people. And so to me, it goes way beyond anything that Phoenix Roasters does or doesn't do or any other job I've ever had. You know, nobody can control my effort right. or my enthusiasm. Um, and you are always free to do more. Uh you know, you are always I free. Uh, I heard a guy by the name of Ern McManus say that you're, you're always free to do more. And, um, so that's, that's the kind of attitude that I like to approach things with. Um, and for me, it goes even further because of our why, you know, and I, and I know that my actions are having a ripple effect on people that maybe I'll never even meet, you know, um, I can't do all of the job. But I can make sure that my part of the job is done and is done well, you know, and, you know, from that, you know, I can't control what anybody else does. Um, and, and that's not my responsibility. 
you know, um, but it is my responsibility to do me. And, you know, even beyond that, I know I've got little eyes watching me. My kids. Right. You know, are, are watching me. Well, and those big eyes, although you can't make anyone do anything or control, you can certainly influence. 100%. And it's so much more enjoyable to be passionate and fully engaged in what you're doing. And how great for, you know, younger folks working with you or more junior in the company or whoever, your customers who you interact with, when they see you fully engage, that's going to help them get being fully engaged themselves. Absolutely. You know, when you, when you really start to dive into something, um, <laughs> it's kind of like when you watch a Hallmark movie, if you, if you watch any more than 30 seconds of it, you know, you just know that the next three hours of your life, including commercial breaks are going to be wasted. Like, I got to know, is the one-armed truck driver, is that her dad? I got to know. I got to know, you know, but when you start to get invested in something, it changes right. how you, how you engage with it, you know? And, and I find that that's true, whether that's our work or relationships, um, or, you know, sports teams, whatever. Um, and so it's just better to like, to me, just a cannonball in and, and, you know, let your body and everything adapt, uh, to, to what's going on rather than, I think that's a way that we can be proactive, you know, rather than reactive, right. You know, um, it's a difference between like having things, you know, move you around rather than you making an impression, uh, in, in, into what's going on, lean into it, you know, and I really believe that, you know, our creator has gifted each and every one of us in a unique way, um, with a voice, with gifts, with talents, with abilities. And, you know, we're the only people in all of history and in all the world that can be us. You're the only Luke. It's true. I mean, you know, I mean, people might look at that differently. Um, but we're the only people that can be us. And if we don't do us, us never really exists. And so much of that, that's a great point you bring up. So much of that, too, I have found is, uh, well, something that my boss says, which I love, is self-awareness is a superpower. Mm-hmm. In knowing who you are. Yep. I get a lot of joy. Strengths in, and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. 100%. I know who I am. Yep. I know what I'm good at. I know what I need to engage in. And I really don't waste time trying to be anything that I'm not. I build up partnerships with folks who thrive in doing what I'm not good at doing. Yeah. Getting them on board. And, uh, but knowing who you are, so you know where to plug in, it's a joy. Oh, it really is. And, and when you do that, like <laughs> my kid on his football team, I, I was looking, you know, uh, at the beginning of the season, you know, he's eight and, and just seeing, Hmm. Okay. You know, he's definitely not one of the biggest kids. He's in the, probably the lower third for size. And some of these kids look like they're really, really gifted and athletic. And I just said, okay, son, you better learn to kick. <laughs> you know, and so one of the things he does on the team is he's the kicker. Oh wow! You know, and and uh, and so and that's great. And and as we just begin to embrace that and practice for it and be intentional about it, we're helping the whole team uh, because of you know something. There's no sense in him trying to be a lineman. Never going to work. He's going to make a horrible lineman, right. but he could be a really great kicker. Right. And and that helps everybody on the team. You know, and I think when we approach life like that. In, in our business that we're going to find some of the same success. I think you got to have self-awareness of your, of you, and then you've got to be looking all the time for what are the strengths of those around you on your team and building those up. High, high tide raises all ships. All ships. Your well, success is my success. That's right. Yeah. I do wonder, 
and you will we'll have to talk during the break i wonder how much of the enthusiasm also is because of all the coffee but we'll, we'll figure that out uh <laughs> Don't don't now neglect coming back after the break. We're going to hear from Mr. Josh Ellis, founder of the Pen Pro- Pen Project, as well as more from Luke the Coffee Man. So oh, thank looking you forward so to much. it, brother. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I am your co-host, Phil Benelli, filling in for the world-renowned Mr. Bo Henderson and Casey Riles. So excited to be here today. We've got some great guests. If you're just joining us, we've covered world-class coffee. I'm sipping on some world-class coffee from Phoenix Roasters. We've got Luke Pinder here. Uh, We've learned the story of the company. The coffee is delicious. The mission is wonderful. And there's some great lessons woven into there. So if you're just joining us, go back later and listen to the first half. But we're going to dive in now to our second guest, Mr. Josh Ellis, a great friend of mine, founder of The Pen Project. Josh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. I love it. Josh, uh, you have inspired me in many ways, and most recently with the Pen Project, which is kicking off. Please, please give us a little overview of what the Pen Project is. Yeah. So, in as simple as I can make it, the Pen Project is an organization set out to inspire people to do good. I feel like that's pretty good. That's probably I the like most it. simple way I've ever said it too. That's the, you should have just dropped the mic right then. <laughs> well, it fell it. a little bit. I need to tighten <laughs> <Yeah>. it up. <laughs> All right, so inspires people to do good, and how do you do that? So there's two ways specifically that we do that is, number one, we share stories of people doing good. All around the world, there are people doing good, and it sometimes gets overshadowed by disaster mm-hmm. and, and strife and conflict and politics. And the idea is that if we share more of these good stories, more people will be encouraged to use their resources, right, their time, their money, their energy, their efforts, their friend groups, all this stuff, their community, to do good. And there's so many physiological effects of why sharing these stories and, and even mm. verbally sharing stories, hey, you know, I just finished my day, I go back, you were, tell, you were saying about your wife, I go home, I go, I go share a story with my wife. If I share a bad story, she's going to remember that more. She's got, there's a physiological effects Negative of that. Negative energy. Exactly. Yeah. I share a good story. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the science is that they don't remember that, mm. just people in general. You don't remember good stories as much. But if we flood your brain with gotta good share stories, more. you mm. share more stories yeah that has an actual effect on how you live your life and the stress levels that you walk in and out of each day with and so that's number one share good Mm. number two is do good Mm. how can i actually do good for my neighbor how can i actually do good for my community for my state for my country for the world how how can i use uh i don't have a family i don't have a wife or any children uh and so I'm young and I'm healthy and I'm like, okay, there's a lot of people who need my labor. Number one person that comes to my mind is my mom. She calls me all the time. She's like, hey, can you help me cut the grass? <laughs> Absolutely, mom, because you won't let me say no. But the idea is if I do good in these areas, my, mm-hmm. my neighborhood, my community, my state, my city, whatever it may be, I'm inspiring those who are looking at me to actually do good. And mm-hmm. so these two ways are the most important. How can I share good? How can I do good? Hmm. I love that, and that reminds me of what you were talking about, Luke. So you, Josh, you shared the power of sharing good, 
and how that has a ripple effect. So there is tangible direct doing good, but even just sharing stories. And it sounds like we need more shared of good. It's the, the stories of doing good stick with, with us less than those of doing bad. So we need to emphasize that more. Mm-hmm. And that has a ripple effect. And Luke, it reminds me of when you were talking about the way you engage with your work and how that, when you're helping your customers win, let's say, when you're helping them do better, when you're being a better teammate, that has this ripple effect. You're doing good creates additional good. Oh, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think there's, yeah, it, it becomes exponential. It becomes like this kind of snowball kind of thing. So, all right. So there's, and I think all of us, you know, all of us can think and resonate with this, right? We we understand we've had times we've done good. It's had this ripple effect. We have shared good and it has had an effect. So tell us about, is it the, the tell us about the pledge, Okay, yeah, the the good pledge. The so, good pledge. So uh, the mission of the PIN project, P-E-N, PIN project, is to create a community of one million people that seek to do good, share good, and inspire good in the world. And the way that we measure that is by the good pledge. Now, the good pledge is a few sentences that are very simple, and I want everyone to sign it. You can find that pledge at the PIN project, P-E-N, project.co. The good pledge is this. I pledge to live a life of good, uh, to live life with good in mind. Sorry. I pledge to live life with good in mind. I will use my hands to commit acts of kindness, my voice to share stories of good, and my life to inspire good. I will also, and the, the last sentence is my favorite because now there's been so many iterations, but it was probably the last one before we went you know, public or, you know, however you want it. Before I posted it on Instagram, that's sure. how we go public. These <laughs> yeah. Days. yeah. Um, and right before I did that, I came up with this last sentence that was, I will focus on this community it, that is in a fight for good. And I will, and I will champion this community. And so it goes from, I will do my best to do good. And then I will also support those who are doing good in their neighborhoods and their communities and all that stuff. So the pin project is super huge because that's how we measure uh, our impact, but then also that's how you can see, hey, there's people here in Georgia signing this pledge and doing good and having this effort, and then we just translated it in Arabic, and we have people in Egypt signing oh, wow. this Arabic version of our pledge, and it's amazing. Hmm. Wow. So, uh, real quick, uh, if I can ask a question. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to. Um, Actually, you can't. <laughs> yeah. No, so, the pen, why, why why did you call it the pen project? Is it because of this pledge that I'm I'm writing this, or where did that come from? Well, it's actually crazy that you asked me that. <laughs> the pen project started with only the idea that we will share good because of the effects of negative news in our in our life and how easy we can obtain that social media news, uh, sharing stories with your family members, all that stuff. My idea was I will go around and I will share stories mm-hmm. that will uh, balance the amount of news that we get with good news and bad news because right. we need that bad news not because uh it's it's necessity for us to be pessimistic and all that stuff but we do see that as like when i hear a story of what's going on on the east side of atlanta i'm going to preserve my safety and security by staying on the west side like that's the part of why we uh consume bad news it's for our safety so there's a part of me that's like don't just get rid of all bad news. There's some of it that's relative to you, but you want to balance it out with good news. Yeah. So that was the only thing I was 
looking to do at first was share good news through the power of the pen. So I, so mm-hmm. that's why it was the pen project. We filed for our nonprofit. We got our 501c3. And then as I was praying and I was meeting more people who joined me in this effort, it was challenge after challenge of like, it can't just be that. It, it can be more, right? Yeah. And that's when we decided, okay, we can actually do good too. Um, one of the trips I took at the very beginning of all this uh, in, in early May was I went to Ukraine and I interviewed at the time it was like 54 refugees and we were just going to write these stories. But then these stories led to more and more and more. And I got to serve so many people in Ukraine at the time. And it was that moment where I was like, it's not just share good. It's also do good. Because even when I'm not sharing these stories, even when I get a chance to partner with organizations who are delivering humanitarian aid, we're doing good and inspiring others to do good as well. Mm. I, I love one, one thing that uh, I think of a lot is the concept of momentum. And momentum, the Phil Benelli definition, is just movement in a direction which begets additional movement at that direction, right? So uh, what I love about these three things th- that I'm hearing, the share good, mm-hmm. do good, and then in the pledge, commit to good. When you're sharing and you're doing, you're building up momentum because when you share the good news, it creates this ripple effect. When you're doing good and you're owning what you're doing, you're creating this ripple effect. But both of those things take that third leg of the stool with with the commitment absolutely you've got to commit and there's power with the in the pen project the written word there's power in writing it down absolutely stamping commitment so all right let me make sure that i have this right for our listeners the pen project.co yep and there they can learn more and they can sign the good pledge absolutely and this is not pledging money this is no. just pledging what's in the pledge yeah but Especially if you're open to it. Alright, on that dad joke, we're going to take a quick break. North Georgia Business Radio X. When we come back for our last segment, we're going to dive in more and wrap it up. And we can't wait to be with you then. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I am your guest host, Phil Benelli, filling in for Mr. Bo Henderson, Mr. Casey Riles. We're so excited to have you with us today and and really have enjoyed spending time with our guests. Uh, If you're just joining us, we've got Luke Pinder of Phoenix Roasters Coffee. Uh, Amazing coffee. I'm sipping some right now. Amazing mission. Amazing dad jokes. I mean, it's everything you need. They're okay. They're okay. We, yeah, they, <laughs> they call yeah. it the trifecta. <laughs> yeah. We've got Mr. Josh Ellis, founder of the Pen Project, and Josh was just telling us about the Good Pledge. And uh, in case you missed it, don't miss going to thepenproject.co. The Pen Project, pen like you're right with thepenproject.co. Check them out. Check out the Good Pledge. And make sure you sign that. Josh, we're going to come back in a second to hear about the tour. But before we do, Luke, share with folks, if they want to learn more about the great mission you've got going on, check out the book or go and get a cup 
of this amazing coffee, how do they engage with Phoenix Roasters? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so there's several ways you can do it. If you're up here in the Gainesville area, there's several places. Grubbs Market has our coffee, uh, Danny's Donuts, Diletto Bakery, Rahab's Rope, um, to name a few that are up here. Um, and then also uh, our warehouse is in Duluth. That's where our whole operation is. So uh, I've had a lot of friends and uh, you people come by to kind of see. You can see where we roast everything. We've got a cafe down there that you can get some of our delicious nitro coffee mm-hmm. on tap. Um, uh, and uh, also like our coffee concentrates. I mean, we do K-cups. We do... We do it all. Um, so you can come down there and, and engage with us there. Um, our book uh, about our origin story, which is really cool because it is so improbable that this would have all come together. Um, mm. But we, we believe it's for a greater purpose. But you can buy it on Amazon. It's called Say Yes. Um, or you can get it from us on phoenixroasters.coffee. That's our yeah, <clears throat> we got Roasters coffee. Correct. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can always uh, get that there. Um, yeah, and there's yeah several places around that you can do that. Sidebar, but can can you get a domain name that ends with anything you want? I think so. Pretty much. Yeah. I need to get hopewellfarms.beef. <laughs> kind of go daddy and lock that on, down. Where's the beef? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. That's a good place for people to meet you on uh, you know, on your website. That's yeah. right. Yeah. All right. So, I want to hear and share with the audience about the tour. Is this mm. the good tour? What is the tour called, the Josh? The Do Good Tour. The Do Good Tour. Yes, I would like to hear more you gotta about add the, the tour. Oh, there we yeah. go. Can you be our promo? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the tour is pretty simple. Uh, it started with actually me going to five cities in the South, uh, all in different states, and partnering with organizations that just do good in that city, do good in that neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, actually, during that time, I called Mr. Phil Bonelli, and he was like, Dude, you should do twenty-eight cities. I said, "There's no way," and I because you're you're turning twenty. Because I'm turning twenty-eight. The tour starts. A week I don't before see the connection. My, I, I know, right? <laughs> who who would dare? The tour starts a week before my birthday, right? So actually, next weekend. And so I called Phil and I said, "Hey, Phil, what do you think about this?" He said, "You should do twenty-eight cities." I was like, "That's not happening." Then I draw a circle around uh, the country and I come back to Atlanta. So from Atlanta out north, New York, all the way over to. Seattle down to El Paso all the way back and it was 28 cities oh. and I said all right God I'm doing 28 cities during that time I start telling people and more people start to hear about it and hear about the pin project and they start inviting me to all types of places Toronto Palestine Jordan Qatar Lebanon Kenya Somalia all these places and some of them I had to say no to but some of them I was able to say yes to so this do good tour is just me going around and trying to inspire people from every place that I can get into to do good. And you can follow this tour by going to thepinproject.co, okay. signing the pledge, because I get your email when you sign the pledge, and I will send you email updates about the tour. But then also there's a chance that you can be a part of the tour. If I'm coming to a city uh, where you have a friend or a family member or even you're in, you can partner with me by serving these local organizations. I love it. All right, yeah. so people need to go sign the good pledge but then also if you know of some good being done somewhere in this great country of ours 
share it with Josh. Absolutely. Share it through the, the website. Um, because he's going out there to to partner with people and connect with people. So Absolutely. so we need we need more folks to connect with. I want to highlight something there, and I think Josh gives me a little too much credit with the going from five to twenty eight. But there is such power. We put these limits on ourselves. I think the the great American philosopher Michael Jordan said, <laughs> "Limits like fears are often just an illusion." And Josh had in his mind, okay, I'm going to go to five cities. And 28 to him sounded outrageous. It sounded too big. You know what the difference is, right? Tell us. 23. <laughs> wow. Michael Jordan. I think we should end it there. I think that, that was perfect. That is wow. <laughs> well, we've got four minutes and 25 seconds, Josh, so we, can, we can't we can end it there. I just thought that was I mean, interesting and ironic. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Here we go. The distance between the difference between five and twenty-eight is twenty-three. MJ, you just shoot your shot. <sighs> Boom. All right. So once your eyes were opened mm. to going bigger, really twenty-eight is small now compared to the fact that this is now international. International. <sighs> international. How many insane. times do we do that? Really, how many times do we say, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna do this," or "I'm just gonna do this." And really, the the amount of effort sometimes to expand. I I do you know cows. I'm not going to go all into the to the cows on the farm, but basically, I move my cows every day. It's called mob grazing. It helps with the grass. And um, I have 50 cows right now, which I didn't have any cows a couple of years ago. And when I think about it, to do what I do to take care of 10 cows, or 50 cows, or 200 cows is very similar. Mm -hmm. The incremental increase in effort is not that much. To go move 10 or 200. And so why not go and do 200? And if not 200, why not 1,000? Because then you get a lot more ribeye steak, I tell you what. That's true. But there's power in going big. What do you think, Luke? To the uttermost. All right. Yeah. (laughs) You know what you call a cow with no legs? Tell us. Ground beef. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what you call a cow with two legs? Tell us. Oh, sorry. Three legs. Three legs. All right. Lean beef. I'm a vegetarian. Can we not talk about cows yeah. anymore? Look, we can't we can't promise <laughs> that just by drinking Phoenix Roasters coffee, you yourself will soon become qualified to be a stand-up comedian, but you'll be closer. Yeah, definitely. You know, when when you feel good, you do good. Mm, and when you do good, you inspire good. Now, Absolutely. That this brings up another good point. Okay, so we're talking about if you're just joining us, all right, we're, we're, we've been talking about Phoenix Roasters Coffee and Luke and engaging fully and owning what you do and how that is not just satisfying you, for you, but for everyone around you. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Josh Ellis, founder of The Pen Project, about spreading good, doing good, and committing to do good. Mm-hmm. And all of these things, something you brought up, when you feel good, you do good. Mm-hmm. And it is incumbent upon <clears throat> ourselves, as we're out there doing good, making an impact in business and community and all these things, you do have to take care of yourself. You've got to sharpen the saw. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, um, that is, uh, it's necessary. Rest, um, you know, is uh, necessary. It's like, you know, the old story about the guy, he got two lumberjacks and one goes out there and he starts chopping trees and the other guy just takes time to sharpen his blade mm-hmm. you know and he goes out and outperforms the other guy that was just working the whole time because his blade got so dull mm-hmm. um and especially uh, you know now where there's so much emphasis on 
like mental health, mm-hmm. you know, um, that we have to take time to, to do other things that matter other than our, our like work is a good thing, but work isn't everything. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and in fact, when we're getting enriched in other areas of our life, you know, mentally and emotionally, uh, you know, physically, uh, spiritually, um, it makes us better at all the things of what we do, you know, everything exists. One of our values at Phoenix is, um, life is about relationships. Uh, relationships are everything and the rest is just details, Mm. you know? Uh, but everything we do, uh, even on the planet, everything stems out of relationship, you know? And, and for me, that's been a game changer when I approach my work in a relational setting, you know, you know, these aren't just my customers. Like these are, these are people, you know, and human beings. Um, and again, when you, when you approach that in a relational setting, mm-hmm. um, I think you're going to end up in the right place trying to do right for this customer. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. We're and all your teammates. connected. Yeah. It's all about relationship. <laughs> so make sure that even though you're not here with us, connect with what both these gentlemen are doing. Go to phoenixroasters.coffee. Correct. Or on Instagram. Or on Instagram. Yeah. IG. Go to thepenproject.co. Thank you for joining us. Phil Benelli signing out. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Luke. It's been a pleasure. Everyone, have a great day. You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember to support our local businesses.